Welcome to Neighbor Up Spotlight. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining us today. Neighbor Up Spotlight showcases citizens making positive contributions to their neighborhood, neighbors, and our entire community. My guests today are Ms. Olareme Ann Oliver and Ms. Michelle Rudolph of the Cleveland Association of Black Storytellers. Welcome to our show today, ladies. Oh, happy to be here. Thank but you for having us. I'm glad to have you on this beautiful fall day. I would like to provide our audience with a little background about my guest today. Miss Oliver, or Olaremi as everyone calls her, is a poet and storyteller who uses African cultural traditions to inform, invigorate, and inspire people. Her stories have been shared nationally and internationally in Ghana, Nigeria, and Kenya. Olaremi is President Emeritus of the Cleveland Association of Black Storytellers and a member of the National Association of Black Storytellers. As an early childhood consultant and specialist, Olaremi has worked with children, families, and service providers for over 30 years. In August of 2015, she was the keynote speaker at Green Meadows, a teacher preparatory college in Lagos, Nigeria. Olaremi believes stories have the capacity to heal. Ms. Michelle Rudolph is a social worker, educator, and youth advocate. As founder and director of Sisters and Friends Mentoring Program, she has served the needs of youth for more than 25 years, conducting workshops on bullying, self-control, health, wellness, and leadership. After 27 years of service with the Department of Children and Family Services, Ms. Rudolph has continued to work with youth in the Cleveland and Warrensville school districts, as well as other nonprofits. She is vice president of the Cleveland Association of Black Storytellers and precinct committee chairperson in Maple Heights. All right, ladies. How you doing? Great. That's great. 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 Thank you for being here. Um, tell us about the association, the Cleveland Association of Black Storytellers. Well, uh, the Cleveland Association of Black Storytellers, or CABS as we call it, uh, is a cultural arts organization. And uh, we're made up of storytellers, but we're also made up of people who love storytelling okay. and love the art. Well, how, how did you get involved yourself in your life with oral storytelling and that tradition? Well, I'm, I'm an early childhood person, and so I, I was always telling stories to my preschoolers. Mm -hmm. uh, they but, love that. <laughs> and, and my own children as yeah. well. But I'm also a, a, a poet. And I was out there on that poetry circuit. And oftentimes people say, when are you going to tell us some more of those stories? <laughs> so the link was there. Yeah. Uh, and then I met someone from the Cleveland Association of Black Storytellers and invited me to a meeting. And I've been with them ever since. And Ms. Rudolph, how did, how did you get started with oral tradition of telling stories? Well, I've worked with youth for over 25 years. And so when you're working with children, you must be creative. Absolutely. They have stories <laughs> to share, and then you share stories with them. Right. So, And also, I've known about the uh, Cleveland Association of Black Storytellers for quite some time. Um, they, they perform at different events, um, and I've co co collaborated with them on different projects. So it was just a natural transition for me to become a part of the Cleveland Association of Black Storytellers. And, and why is it important to maintain that tradition, that oral history of telling stories? Because everyone has a story to tell. But why is it so important? Well, uh, on the one level, and within the family, it's important because children, uh, children need to know their, about their ancestry. Absolutely. I, absolutely. You know? And then on, the, on another level, and just as importantly, 
as a people, we need to know about our history. And the, the storyteller's job was to carry on the history of the people. If we don't tell our own stories, then someone else will. It's going to tell them for us. And if right. they tell them Absolutely. for us, yeah. they're, they're not going to be uh, correct. Yeah. And from your perspective, Ms. Rudolph. Yes. Um, when you're um, in a family, and in the family, people need to know who did what in the family, who was right. who, yeah. and, and who sacrificed for you. Right. You need to know their name and call their name and That's be right. grateful. Right. So when you tell those stories, you mention and you teach your children about who Big Mama was. That's right. Who Uncle Henry was and what did he do. <laughs> That's right. It's very important yeah. that people cared about you. You might not even know them, but they cared about you and they sacrificed for you. That's very true because I can think of the times, you know, listening to my parents' stories. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm all of my cousins call me the, the storyteller mm-hmm. or tradition. I had a situation. Um, I was teaching, quick story, I was teaching at Hollywood in 1986. I was reading a lot of African-American history books. So this person threw, came in through this book on my desk and said, hey, Carol, you might be interested in it. The title was Dear Master. I said, man, that's a pretty fascinating title. So I opened up the book <clears throat> and it said, well, it's about the Skip with family. I paused. I jumped back because that's my family name. Wow. Well, let's fast forward. This book actually turned out to be my family. The letters were uh, in the possession of the University of Virginia. The gentleman that found my uh, family letters, his, his name was uh, Mr. Randall Randall Miller. And he was a teacher. I uh, was working at Ohio State to get his Ph.D. Mm-hmm. It's the most comprehensive book of letters written by enslaved people from the 1830s to the 1860s. And the last letter in the book is my great-great-grandmother, Lucy Skipwith, writing a letter to her, uh, the, 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 the slave owner, John Hartwell Cock, about her emancipation. It was wow. deep, yeah. Wow. But the book is entitled "Dear Master," right? And I highly suggest people, you yeah. know, if you're, if you're reading. But you know, so now I'm the storyteller in the family, right. and you're very fortunate to find a written, written record. Yeah, and I like to know. say the book discovered me yeah. for real, because yeah. the way what's the, what's the chances of teaching right. at a school and that book turning out to be right. your family? Well, that kind of put a little more emphasis on why we have to tell the stories. Yeah. Because much of our history is not written. Right. And uh, if we don't share the stories, they'll be forgotten. Uh, So we're responsible for telling our stories. And especially the um, stories before slavery, when we were in Africa. Many people don't know we came from great dynasties. Yeah, because people think our story starts with slavery, and it doesn't. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and which is a good segue. So with families, what would you suggest to families to encourage uh, coming together and telling oral, oral traditions? What, you know, because usually around holidays people get together, but it just doesn't have to be around Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter or something like that. What can, what can families do who maybe don't think about sitting around and, and uh, sharing those kinds of stories? How can they make it a family activity? Well, uh, really it takes intention. That's oh. the first thing. Okay. You have, it takes intention. Yes. And, and, and we have to take uh, uh, eldership. In mm-hmm. our families. Yes. And so when we do have our people together, then we use that opportunity to, to share a story. It might just be <coughs> a, a, a example uh, when Veterans Day comes around. Mm-hmm. I call my children and I tell them about their grandfather ah, who was in the Navy. That's and a who, great way to who start. Who was a cook, but who had to disarm bombs in World War II. Right. You know, because the, the other officers wouldn't do it. And so the black people who were relegated to being cooks mm-hmm. had to do that dangerous work. And so I tell them on, 
on that occasion, every occasion I can, I tell them about people in our family, you know. That's, a, that's an excellent way. And, you, and, you, and it's, a, it's a wonderful way to teach and educate um, children and youth about people in our history and what they've done in the story form. It, it's more exciting. You get their attention. Yes. And you keep their attention. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah, because children love to talk, mm-hmm. you know, and families love to talk. So that's a great way to base it around not just the holidays, but associating with Veterans Day, too. Yeah. Now, let me add something, yes. too, because <clears throat> they're— as important as it is for us to share the stories with our children, stories, like like Michelle said, are a perfect mechanism to teach. And so uh, we're seeing a resurgence mm-hmm. of storytelling. But we tell, we've told storytelling uh, story, stories to um, uh, architects and uh, yes. engineers yeah. and uh, professional people. I did yes. storytelling at, at a case. This was some years ago. Okay, with the medical school, and uh, because people have to find ways of sharing mm-hmm. information. Yes. In a way that it can be heard. And that it can be... And be understood. Right. And being useful, too. Be applicable, right. yeah. And to be useful. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, now, how, how can someone get involved with the Black Storytellers Association if they're interested in becoming a member? Well, we meet on the uh, fourth Friday of every month, except in uh, July. And... Um, you know, people are always welcome to come. Mm-hmm. If you love black storytelling and or if, if you want to be a storyteller, or if you just want to listen to quality storytelling. And I, and I know that you also, too, um, in, uh, in the coming month of October, have some things that are coming up as well, too, that people mm-hmm. can get involved in. Um, we, we're planning to do another uh, open mic. We just had one in okay. uh, for our Black Storytelling Week that uh, passed in September. Okay. Um, uh, we also have some training coming up. Uh, we have a commitment to sharing information in the community. Um, we've been a part of a series of trainings from one of the, uh, well, it's a consulting group that does training for our national organization. Okay. They have graced us with some training. We make it open to the public. Or at least open oh, that's to good. It. That's good. Yeah. Open is there to a number it. where people yeah. a number where people can reach you? Sure. Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's five four four. I don't know the number right now. Well, we now. can come. We, we'll, we'll come back. We'll, yeah. come, we'll come back to yeah. that at the end. But what I would like to know a little bit about is the I Am Huff program. If you ladies could talk to us about that. Yes, um, I Am Huff program is a three week um, camp. Um, that we conduct in the Huff neighborhood for the past three years at the Huff Library. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's named, the name of it is I Am Huff because we want the children to identify with their community, let, them, let people know they're proud of who they are and proud of where they come from. So we have storytelling projects. The first year, we concentrated on photography in the storytelling form. They were able to go out and take pictures of their neighbors and, and, and landmarks in their community. Mm-hmm. And we um, 
we had the photographs displayed. Oh, that's nice. At City Hall. Oh, that's a great. And at the library. Oh, that's and awesome. And we still have the photographs, and we still display them. And, and this is a program that go and and then there's another. You said there was another step as well. Did you first did photographs and then... I, I the second step, or the second one we did. Um, we concentrated on the oral tradition of storytelling, ah. where they came up with their own stories. Oh, that's great. Uh, and they did it sometimes. Some of them did it in a hip hop form. Okay. So yeah, and then this past. Um, so this past uh, June, we concentrated on interviewing, teaching the children how to interview. They interviewed very important people in their community. They, um, they interviewed their council person, um, T.J. Dow. They interviewed the librarians. They interviewed the storytellers. They interviewed each other. And so they came up with questions. We came up with questions. And it, it was very, very, very uh, educational. And building great skills, too. Yes. You know? And sharing. And, you know, and it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving, giving yeah. because uh, the first year's photographs, we were part of the uh, Cleveland Museum of Art and the Cleveland Orchestras oh, that's a great uh, in honor. the community program that they had at East High uh, Service Center. That's very, very last nice. Last month, so. That's very nice. Now, I know we were talking earlier that you did mention um, we were off camp, we were off mic, but you mentioned that you've got uh, your Kwanzaa event that's coming up in December. Yes, uh, we do a community Kwanzaa. It's public. It will be December 27th, um, which is the second day of Kwanzaa, Kuchi Chakalia, which is self-determination. And uh, we don't have a venue just yet, and we will be marketing that um, event for the public to attend. Now, is there a website that people can go to to get this information? www.clevelandstorytellers.com. All righty. <laughs> we'll make sure that people get the information. And I know that we, that information can also be placed on Neighborhood Connections' website as well. Right. So we get that information as, for, uh, for your upcoming uh, December event. Now, uh, we were talking about uh, a convention that you were having in November as well. Right. Uh, we're like I said, we're part. We're an affiliate of the National Association of Black Storytellers, and we'll be in Philadelphia uh, in the during that first week in November. And um, it's a fabulous conference and festival. Wow! So wonderful storytelling throughout the day, workshops. Uh, we always go there f- to to get uh, refueled and recharged, recharged, <laughs> re-energized, and, uh, re-energized and, uh, and just to hear w- all the wonderful things storytellers are doing across the country. So, Well, this is a perfect segue because I understand that you have something for us to read, yeah, a poem that you've done oh, here. Poem. <laughs> of course, always. Okay. So. But we would love to hear it. Um, and this kind of goes along with uh why we're storytellers, too. So, sheep. Oh, sheep. Why do you continue telling the lion's tale? Don't you know it is exactly this story that will keep your children pinned, confined, fenced, will keep them locked in prisons forever? The world will never get to know them will never remember them, their true nature, if you, their mothers, you, their fathers, continue to sing the lion song. The lion lifts the lion up. In the lion's tale lies the lion's resilience. Within that story is the breath that revives the lion and his ilk into perpetuity. The lion's story is resistance. Resistance. 
resistance to anything, any thought that would make him less than king. But you, sheep, oh, sheep, you have your own song. Your song is a drum, a drum that if left unbeaten will become brittle. Its head will split and it will break down from the silence. Beat your drum with strength, with fortitude, so that the calluses that form will harden into hooves to break down all of the walls, all of the barriers, all of the bars that have been built around you and your children because you forgot who you are. You are sheep, no less than the lion, created in purpose. Your song is divine. Your story, redemption. As you were reading that, there were two words that kept popping into my mind. Strong and fearless. That's what I, that's what I was feeling. That's what I was getting. That's lovely. Well, ladies, as we come to a close, once again, how can people get in touch with you who are interested in being a part of the Black Storytellers Association and becoming a part of that, continuing on the tradition of oral storytelling? Um, we have a um, phone number. Our phone number is 216-556-3313. And your website again? Um, it's Cleveland Black Storytellers www.clevelandstorytellers.com. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. any, any final thoughts, any, any closing messages that you would like to leave with our audience to encourage them to continue telling those stories? Well, just remember that we all have them. That's right. And that uh, when we share those stories, uh, there's always a modicum of truth in every story and that there's something that each of us can learn helps us to be better. And help someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, um, put the phone down and talk to each other. <laughs> That's the truth. Oh, my gosh. And Everybody's, talk to each yeah. other. Yes. Say that again. Put the phone down and talk to each other. <laughs> exactly. All the, all the texting and what have you, that's absolutely true. Spend some time speaking to one another and listening to each other's stories. And then pass it on. That's right. Pass it on. That's right. Well, that's a perfect segue. I want to thank my guests today, Ms. Ola Remy Oliver and Ms. Michelle Rudolph, for spending time with us today. Ladies, please come back anytime and, and let us know what you're doing and keep us updated. We've, I've really enjoyed having you here today. We'd and, love to come. And thank and you I'm for sure, having us. Oh, and listen, it's my pleasure. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in today. Please join us next month as we continue our conversation with Cleveland residents who are making positive contributions to their neighborhoods in our city. If you have a great idea and want to do something positive for your neighborhood, contact Neighborhood Connections at 216-361-0042 or send us an email at www.neighborhoodgrants.org and like us on Facebook. Get informed. Get involved. Neighbor up. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today on Neighbor Up Spotlight. Neighbor Up Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the Cleveland Foundation in association with Bad Racket Recording Studios. Executive producer, creator, writer, host, Carol Malone, co-producer, Lila Mills, engineer, co-producer, Henry Rapp. Neighbor Up Cleveland.